Welcome to Breakfast with Candles podcast. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this week's episode, we discuss 16 Candles. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, and welcome to you, too. Oh, I'm glad to be included. <laughs> and you as well, Jordan. Wow, <laughs> so nice. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to what hopefully will be one of the high points of this show. All as right. We, as we kind of come close to an end here, I thought I'd just right off the bat just say, like, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. We really appreciate it. If you guys have been watching with us... Um, I think Jordan and I will both agree that, you know, we've been looking forward to reviewing these last two movies before our Christmas special. But, <laughs> but you know, Christmas obviously we, we, we both kind of did these this whole series with these two movies in mind. And so, yeah, we've been looking forward to talking about them. And, uh, yeah, just just I just want to say thank you guys. So. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, all I have. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a, it's an excuse to talk about these two movies: the flubber, <laughs> the class I reunion. Mean, don't get me the wrong. Dutch I've had a lot it. of fun. <laughs> Ditto. There, there, there was a lot of good movies in there, but there was definitely some duds. But yeah, I've been looking forward toward to these two movies especially. So. Yeah, I've been surprised Excited. too by some of the ones that I've enjoyed. It's kind of a cool journey to go back in time. You know, thirty. 40 years now mm-hmm. and watch these movies that you know Gosh. some of them i feel like we've heard of and haven't seen or ones we have seen but it's been a long time so yeah it's been a lot of fun and these yeah as you said these are the big ones they're the big ones right they sure are i mean this is really what john hughes is known for so. oh yeah they spare no like just it's so funny after like going through so many of them where we have to like find them and like be like, Oh my gosh, yeah. where can we find Dutch or whatever it may be? And then we get to this one and I'm like, I've got the Blu-ray on this one. My yeah. wife's a huge fan of this. And they, it's on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I watched it. <laughs> they've put but effort I also into have it. the DVD as well. <laughs> and it's weird. It's like compared to everything else I've watched, like this is one of the older ones, but popping in the Blu-ray, I'm like, this looks great. Like they've put yeah. effort into the converting it. And it's prepare. similar to Home Alone as well. I mean, yeah, exactly. We haven't gotten there yet, but we know. <laughs> yeah. A treasured, a treasured classic for these like eighties yeah. kind of films as far as at least as far as, you know, John Hughes and the, like these studios are concerned for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And I would say you can see why too. <laughs> I'd say so. Several, several of these other movies were very good, but I just, this one flows so much better for one thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so much easier to watch the whole story. Just anyways, we're not at that point yet. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. Two out of 10. 1984. <laughs> Welcome to 1984. 16 candles written and directed by our good buddy, John Hughes. Oh, buddy. Old good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Ringwald um, starring Anthony Michael Hall, of course, who did many movies of this era. This was like his heyday. Uh-huh. He's, oh, he's yeah. a good actor, man. Like, he just, he plays that high school kid, especially the geek. Did you, have you seen uh, Johnny Be Good? Johnny Be Good? No, I have not. That's one he stars in where he's actually a quarterback, so he's actually not a geek. Wow. When was this? This has got to be close to this time. I think he was a little older. 
Um, but that was one that was just on Amazon or something. I just happened across it. I'm okay. like, oh, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall, of course. There you are. I'll watch it. <laughs> I don't even know if I can find it. It's going to be way down on his <laughs> ridiculously long list of movies. Well, seeing him, he's definitely 88, so four years gracious. later. Oh, yeah, he was in Edward Scissorhand. I'd forgotten that. Gosh. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been in so many movies. Probably the biggest career of anyone we're going to talk about today, I would say. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Molly Ringwald had a lot of movies, but not compared to him. He just yeah. he continued on well past when she kind of fizzled out. Really. Yeah, she peaked right there at the beginning of her career. She she was this is this is it. Like these She did like a ton of movies in that period and then mm-hmm. just kind of Then yeah. Down. And it's like it's like thinking of stuff we know her about. Like going through her IMDb, you see some of it. We're like, okay, she guest starred almost like for the kitschiness of it. Like in Riverdale, it's like you know they had her there to be like, oh wow, it's Molly Ringwald. You know, I remember one of the memories of seeing her older was in uh, The Stand, uh, Stephen King TV miniseries where mm-hmm. she's in. And so <laughs> that's an interesting thing to see her in. But yeah, yeah definitely. It's kind of sad seeing her after her career here. But this is it. This is. Uh, these movies we're talking yeah. about that, and as we already talked about, Pretty in Pink. This is her peak. Yeah, a lot of smaller movies, but yeah, yeah, nothing like this. It's it's sad too. I mean, I I think she was a good actress. Yeah, I'm not sure what went on. Pro- possibly something behind the scenes that we may not know about. Yeah, that kind of got her. Her singing you know. career took off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the whole story, but it it's a, it's a shame. I think when. You know, an actress has promise, like it seemed like she did, and then kind of teeters out. Yeah, what can work in the 80s doesn't always translate to the 90s. You see a lot of 80s, that happened to a lot of stars from the 80s, where it's like certain roles don't really exist yeah. the same when the culture kind of shifts. But yeah, what you got, Luke? Um, so what do you think in budget gross? Dang, I, have, I have numbers for this one. All right, I'm going to go ahead and guess 20 million. 20 million for which dollars I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. for which one? Oh shoot for the production budget okay 20 million 20, okay. 20 million budget okay all right and no then, I'm I'm saying that's what you're guessing yes okay. my guess and what are you want going for the gross I'm gonna say it did pretty well in uh, f- about 50 50 million I think you're guessing as if this movie was a little newer because so if you remember hurt, the number yeah, the numbers yeah. changed a lot from the early 80s to like the early 90s. We were getting in those numbers like in 94. So this one's only six and a half million budget. Dang, man. It's like right after watching Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. My mind it's is such just a difference. Con- converting like even stuff for the 90s is in like is difficult for me. And like these giant budgets now, that would be 20 mils, like nothing for a studio movie. And so it's yeah. like, wow, what what a different era. How, how did it do? It did a 23.7. That's quite million, good. So Wow. Yeah, for having a tiny budget, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like four times. It's a different budget. time. That's pretty great. Yeah, like you said, it's like not only were the budgets a lot less, but the, the amount these movies made was a lot less. So Yeah, when you're spending $2 to see the movie. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and I'm sure there was a lot fewer theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I remember one, one thing in the movie um, early on where they're like turning on down a road <laughs> with a bus and you can clearly see the cop car like marking off the road. At the oh my end. gosh! For the scene, so, oh yeah. my gosh! 
It's like you couldn't have like stopped traffic like a little further down. Nope. To where you couldn't see the cop car. We've got five million. I know it's the eighties, but it can only take us so far. <laughs> we can't push this any we further. We hired one of the cheapest <laughs> cops to help us out. Yeah, we blocked up one more block and it would have been another few <laughs> yeah, thousand exactly. dollars. I don't know. <laughs> There's actually um quite a few like little trivia things in here that I thought were kind of funny. Oh, hit us up. Oh well. Where is it? Where is it? One strange thing was it says John Hughes only wanted one redhead in the movie. Okay. So, <laughs> so he's he had Havilland Morris is actually a natural redhead. I think she's like the friend, I think. Havilland Morris. Yeah, 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 yeah she's yeah. the friend. Mm-hmm. She's the friend of uh yeah, Molly Ringwald's character. Yeah. So she had to wear a wig the entire movie just because some stupid thing where he only wanted one one redhead in the movie. I, I get the impulse, you know, you you want your lead to stick out. Like, I guess so. That seems to be what the, he always envisions for Molly Ringwald is for her to stick out a little bit more. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, he Molly, Molly actually says that this is the fun, most fun she had on any of the movies she okay. did with Mr. Hughes. Uh, she said, yeah, I had the most fun on this movie. Um, and Gede Wantanabe, I think mm. is his name, which is the Asian dude. Yeah, <laughs> Long Duck Dog. Yeah. Long we'll, Duck Dog. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> um, somebody, I guess, in an interview was asking about the gong sound effect, and he just kind of laughed and said, I guess somebody added that later because that wasn't something he knew was going to be in there. Yeah. He said, I guess somebody must have had a few beers in the editing room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's funny looking back on it, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> it's definitely something. Obviously, you know. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, there was some other ones, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip them. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were interesting, but yeah, Long Duck Dong, man, we'll get into it. So, uh. Yeah, do you want to go ahead and get into this movie? Sure. Luke, you've seen it. For for one, I've only seen this movie, like, this is the second time I've seen it. Like, I haven't seen it very much at all. Um, I think early on when I was uh, dating Amber, I think she should put this one in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I watched it back then. But that's, like, what, five? That was your first time? Like, five years ago? Yeah, it was my first time seeing wow. it. So it's even, you know, and that, it's a weird when you watch something and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to talk about this. And so I'm paying yeah. attention to it in a little yeah. bit uh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm taking notes yeah. and I'm looking at it, you know. But, uh, a lot more than you normally would. Exactly. I'm going to the, first I'm going to the kitchen, I'm getting some popcorn, yeah. pouring us some drinks, <laughs> you know, I'm not just relaxing. That's the yeah. kind of movie it is, but also, by the way, it's not like a yeah. movie you have to really zone in and be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I missed a detail. What, yeah. what? How's that going to play into the It's not like Flubber where it's like you really got to pay attention. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so much nuance in that movie, Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> Miss important plot twists. <laughs> um, yeah, we get introduced to the family kind of early on here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of getting ready for this wedding and clearly ignoring the fact that it's... Uh, what's her name? Samantha. Uh, Samantha's, yeah. Sam's birthday. And she's slowly but surely kind of going into a huff here. <laughs> yeah, it seems there uh, everyone's really in like a hustle and bustle because it's Samantha's big sister's wedding. Seems incredibly stressful in this house right now. Yeah. 
I've but, been in these environments several times. My sister got married. I, I know how it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's pretty stressful. This is, so I kind of don't blame the family, honestly. No, no. It, it's it, You don't ever feel like they're super mean-spirited mean or anything like that. Especially later on, you get the feeling that they are not like this crazy, mean, dysfunctional family or yeah. anything like that. They just they're, have a lot on their minds. They're the classic 80s family yelling at each other. You got the little brother saying obscene things. It's and ridiculous. The dad, ah, close the damn door, you know, stuff like that. Just yelling. <laughs> it, it's just, you know, it's classic. It, it, it's, yeah. it's fun enough. They have some fun quips here and there. I like when she's like talking to herself on her phone. <laughs> she has like the whole internal dialogue. That was herself. You, you remember that early on? Yeah. She so, just like picks up the phone and starts talking to herself. I thought that she had someone on the phone. I legitimately <laughs> did. I thought it was a friend that we we're going to meet earlier, but that's funny. <laughs> no, I think she's just completely on a dead phone talking to herself. That's pretty funny. I, I would, I could imagine this character doing that. So that's, yeah. that's pretty funny. I like it. <laughs> Then we get what I think is very iconic intro to the school. Yes. We get the John Hughes, like, just stereotypical punk crowd. We get our Richies. We get our geeks. We see everybody here. We also see credits rolling. And I noticed one. I'm guessing you probably didn't notice because you probably don't know who this is. But Jimmy Iovine. I did not. Music supervisor for this movie. He started Beats with Dr. Dre. And is now an exec at Apple because they they bought out Beats. Huh. So he's been on stage several times during the Apple keynotes. How about that? <laughs> he kind of heads up a lot of the music stuff at Apple. So Interesting. thought not, that was interesting. Not bad a job. The music is sufficiently fun in this movie. <laughs> in this montage, yeah, you said it. It's a time capsule of the 80s. It's yeah. like if, a, if a, in, a, in a classroom setting, teacher... What was the 80s like? <laughs> Just play this montage at the beginning here. You, you know, you yep. get <laughs> a classic shot this of like... This is what high the, school was, at least. <laughs> it's like the movie knows. It's like it's almost viewing itself from a nostalgic standpoint, <laughs> even though it's in it. You know, it's yeah. strange. It knows yeah. it's an 80s movie. It's strange. I think, I mean, I think that's one of the things I like about John Hughes. It's just he, he encapsulated the 80s very well. There's something special about capturing the point in time that you're in. Yeah. It, it creates nostalgia almost like almost immediately. I feel like this movie makes was, a movie was, timeless. Yeah. It does. It, it's like you see it and it's like you, you, when you want to elicit feelings from a certain time, you pop it in, you know, you're going to get it. And that's, a, that's, uh, that's actually a skill. It's actually a good thing to do to capture culture in a yeah. way like that. And I think he's really good at it here. Like that, that empire records that we talked about last episode, that would be another one that I think does that. Well, mm. it's a big plus for that movie. Um, so yeah, we get her talking to her friend at this point, um, just describing how much pain she's in because her family didn't, I mean, can we just say right off the bat, this is pretty manufactured drama here. Like this whole, like they've forgotten my birthday thing. Like as much as I enjoy this movie, it is pretty silly like thing to like power this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's sweet 16. It's, Hmm. I guess it, it maybe it's a bigger deal for a girl. For a so young I girl, I, I don't I understand as much. Yeah, for us, we, I don't know if we, there there could be days when maybe we might forget, you know. Right. And so it's like, but for a young girl in the eighties, I can imagine it being, yeah. uh, I guess that's pretty true. pretty upsetting. But that being said, 
you know, with everything going on, yeah. there's, it's almost like you can kind of understand why. But yeah, it, it is very dramatic either way. <laughs> She'd probably be upset that her sister was getting married the day after her birthday already. I know, even right? Even if they didn't forget She'd it. She'd be preparing herself for this kind of yeah. disappointment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we get her filling out this questionnaire <laughs> and dropping it blindly uh, uh, over her shoulder. <laughs> what is this? Right where Jake can pick it up. Is everyone in the class filling this out or is it just like something her friend gave her? She tells her friend after the class that some other girl had given her this to fill out in her econ class. Okay. And then give to her her friend. What's her friend's name? Her friend's name is Carolyn. Carolyn. So, yeah. No, that's that's Jake's girlfriend's name. Uh. yeah, oh, is that yeah, okay? I, yeah, I completely that's forgot. right. She's not. She's not soon enough in IMDb, and honestly, she kind of disappears from this movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her friend wants huh. to say that. You'd think she'd be higher up in the IMDb. You'd think she's in quite a bit of the movie. Yeah, especially in the beginning, she disappears kind of later on. But yeah, but yeah, she's here for now. <laughs> Anyways, her friend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's supposed to give it to her friend, and then. I don't know. She's supposed to fill it out or something. Okay. Who just drops something that's that important blindly over your shoulder, especially when the like crush, you know, is like right there. Literally looking like clearly. Yeah. Just staring at the back of your head. Yeah. It, it's kind of humorous how he's just like, you see his eyes moving around as he's just kind of like, what, what is this? <laughs> so he gets it immediately. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't even like suspect that he got it. So yeah, the questionnaire is like a basically who would, who do you want to have sex with? Yeah. Like it's a bit, it's to get that out of you. It's a classic thing, I guess. A lot of people do in high school, I suppose. I never That's got all one of these. anybody cared about. I never got one of these uh, questionnaires, but interesting enough. But yeah, so Jake gets a hold of it. So, but she doesn't know that, right? Does she? Does she? She says she doesn't. So okay, I don't know. She seems a little naive here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Jake also like. The whole dynamic where he's like questioning whether or not she likes him. I really don't understand that because he reads the questionnaire. She's always looking at him. He says she's always looking at me. So it seems kind of naive for him to be like, oh, I don't know. Is she into me? Like, come on, man. It's strange. Yeah. I mean, you're the jock who like everybody obviously likes. Like, it's not that big a question. It's like it's like a foregone conclusion. You'd think at this point he got the the note. It basically says. Yeah. And she writes his name. Yeah, uh, I'd like to sleep with Jake, and he just writes it in, and he's like, "Huh, I wonder if she likes me." <laughs> and she like underlines, "No, he doesn't know." Like, you oh know, which gosh. which I would feel like you would understand. It's like, oh, he, she doesn't want him to know. Yeah, they don't bring up this questionnaire ever again. Like literally, <laughs> ever again. The next scene, he's Jake's not even talking about it. He's with his friend doing the. I think it's actually a pretty funny scene where he's doing the pull ups, but they're like not even they're really just standing. They're there. just standing there, so they're just goofing around, which I, I kind of like. But yeah, Classic. he doesn't like bring it up. Like, oh man, yeah, and Samantha, he's she's pretty great, but I got this <laughs> fill in the blank, which says she actually wants to sleep with me, so I know for sure. And I do, so I'll just go walk up and tell her, hey, exactly, let's get together girl <laughs> instead he's kind of like hemming and hauling about like how he's like oh what do you think about her i think she's interesting and i guess i guess it's more like do i want to cheat on my girlfriend should i break up oh, with my yeah. girlfriend i guess that's the only thing i can think that would justify the way he's acting mm. 
Interesting part about this scene, I do like the fact that there's this little kid getting murdered by a fully grown man. I miss that. He's in the background, in the background. and there's like he's like he's like he looks smaller than anyone else <laughs> at the school, and he's like in wrestling gear, and there's this giant guy <laughs> lifting him in the air and spinning him around. He's like, ah! Oh, I love it. It's really, it's actually very funny. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, we have this like super weird nude scene here oh yeah it's like it's it like cuts from that to a nude scene. It's like, outrageous boom. for a pg movie yeah it's where we see caroline oh my god did you freaking s- pg did you say pg yeah oh my and it's like almost full <gasps> nudity you're right this is PG. i mean it's not completely full frontal but it's like 75 percent. they didn't give a crap back in <laughs> before the pg before the pg for some reason when gremlins and freaking Temple of Doom came out. Everyone flipped, yeah. and all of a sudden, everything like everything that was PG became like PG thirteen or R. Yeah, and everything that was G became PG. It's so strange. But it anyways, yeah, it's crazy. I didn't think of anything of it. And I was like, oh, I guess this is rated R because she already dropped the f bomb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so I just assumed to find out. I'm sorry, I'm lingering on this, but to find out it P, it's PG really blows my mind. There's a lot of nudity. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's a that's a PG. Oh, that's crazy. And it Frozen was completely unneeded. Is PG now? <laughs> she could have just been in her brawl. Like, there's absolutely uh-huh. no reason she had to be nude. Well, yeah, it's it's sen- it's senseless titillation here when they're just kind of like checking it out, be like, wow, she's so perfect. I wish I was like that. And it's like Jake's girlfriend, Carolyn. Yeah, she could have been in a skirt or something like, <laughs> and could have shown off the same idea. You yeah, know? It's, it's like gratuitous. oh, she's really pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gratuitous, but I mean, yeah. it's a classic high school scene. So, like, I get it, but it's just it was over the top. <laughs> yeah, not now it is, and I've never anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I I love the scene on the bus as well. Man, these like, nerds they meet on the bus. <laughs> this dynamic is just like hammered into your head in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So, like, geeks are not liked. Just no. in case you were wondering. And geeks wear technology all over themselves all the time. Uh, it's interesting, you know, how like uh, geek culture has fused in, into popular culture in a way to where it's like this stuff seems like almost alien now. But yeah, I yeah. remember yeah. I, I was I was more of like a geek when I was in like pub, uh, public school. So, I mean, I don't know if I would have as geeky as this pew pew, <laughs> whatever you're going <laughs> no, you to I would not destroyed. say you were. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. But we, this is where we get uh, the nerd or the geek. That's what he's listed as IMDb, but it's revealed later his name is Ted. Yeah. But it's just listed as an IMDb as geek. So I don't know if it's the people on IMDb just weren't paying attention enough to fill out his name. It's not mentioned a lot. And we meet John Cusack here as well. Crazy. And Joan Cusack. Did not expect either or of no, these. no, Joan Cusack, not John Cusack. Yeah, Joan Cusack's on the so bus. Her sister's on the bus with the crazy like neck brace thing. Yeah, she's here, but she doesn't even, I don't think, get a line in this movie. She's here to do a couple sight gags with her headgear. It's just (laughs) trying to drink out of the water fountain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's broad, but yeah, that's why she's here. And the geek, or whatever. Anthony Anthony Michaels Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Um, Yeah, he's. He's quite the skis at this point. Oh, yeah. He's trying. He's smelling her and sitting Uh way uncomfortably close to her. He's the opposite of Ducky, I think. You know, we got Ducky and Pretty yeah. Pink. I feel like I'm, if I bring up Ducky one more freaking time, I feel like every <laughs> podcast I'm bringing up Ducky in comparisons <laughs> to him. I feel like he's the opposite of him. Unlike Ducky, who know who knew her forever, 
he's just meeting her, it seems like. And, and Ducky's more of like flamboyant type. He's flamboyant and uh he come he doesn't like come off strong. He's like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna yeah. subtly hint that I'm in love with you. While this guy, he's trying to be macho. Ducky's the super friend zone, dude. <laughs> uh huh. He's super friend zone and this guy's like, ooh. <laughs> I, I want to get together. That's why I'm here. He makes his intentions known immediately. Yeah. And it's I want to smell you. <laughs> another strange instance. I think this is the John Hughes thing. It seems like throughout all these movies, we get these li- licensed music <laughs> played in such yeah. interest. The Dragnet theme. <laughs> I was like, when, uh, whenever he comes in, he's like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I was like, what right. on earth? <laughs> so Dragnet, huh? Okay. I guess he just like, here's the theme. And he doesn't think of the context. Like he's not. This isn't like a crime thing. It's just. <laughs> it's just. It's just the tone. He just likes the tone. Exactly it sets. the overdramatic tone yeah. of it, or the uh oh. Yeah. He hears it. And here he, he comes. Uh oh, here he comes. <laughs> Even though it has nothing to do with like <laughs> detectives or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> Almost like Jaws would have fit here too. Yeah. Um, like, hmm. He's kind of a predator. Do you think? Why do you, do you think? That why do you think Ted is a super nerd? Okay, he's obviously weird and awkward in his personality, but is he like ugly? Is he is he clearly like a nerd in the way he dresses? Okay, this is maybe a disconnect between where we are now in today's fashion than in '83. Yeah, I mean, I think it has so much to do with who your friends are. I guess so. I think I mean, that's just kind of how it is in high school. I think he's. I mean, as we kind of see at the dance later on and, and stuff, like, obviously John Cusack and whoever that other kid is that's with him, like, <laughs> yeah. they're super nerdy. They're into, like, cameras and computers and recording devices and all this stuff. Yeah. Walkie-talkies. And so, like, obviously, if you're super into technology, like, that makes you a geek. And so, like, Anthony Michael Hall is, like, friends with them. So that just puts him in that class. Obviously, he's sitting at that table. So it just categorizes him as that. But I feel like yeah. he's he's the guy who's like trying to not be that. He's trying to dress more stylish. He's found people. He's he trying can to talk to cool over, cool people. Sure. Yeah. He like everyone else isn't really aspiring to all that. They're just like fine being in their nerd world. But he's yeah. like, I want this, but I also want a group of friends that I can kind of be in charge of. He's also a freshman, so oh, he might okay. be someone who yeah. moves up later on. But you know, he's just come to high school, so like he's he's immediately like pushing himself. Like I don't want to be locked into this stereotype. Yeah but unsuccessful pretty much. <laughs> but I will say he's great. Yeah. I think, I think he is really great in this. He pulls oh, yeah. this off in a way. Cause like, I never really bought into the whole ducky thing. I, I'm always like kind of annoyed by him, but in this I'm pulled in. I feel like he, he's not like, I know he's a skis ball. Obviously I'm not like, Oh, you should be with him or anything like that. <laughs> but he's funny. <laughs> he's really funny in this. There's yeah. a self awareness there to where he knows he can, he's, he's probably going to be blown off. But he's in, super relatable too for anybody yeah. who's been in this situation, and I've been there. So like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can totally relate to like, you know, there's the cool girls that you want to talk to, and it's super hard to go up and talk to them. And mm-hmm. when you do, you pretty much always get blown off. And so yeah, yeah, he's super relatable. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> and for Sam sure. gets home to just a nightmare. <laughs> Her grandparents, oh, they're just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Twilight Zone theme. Just to just to incorporate because we got the Twilight Zone theme before in the Great Outdoors. Just to basically yep, incorporate yep. this whole theme to say these are weird people. I guess it doesn't have anything to do with sci-fi. He's right. Just, these are these are strange folks. I'm I'm gonna say, especially it's the 
the either the grandparents of the father are ultra strange. I think the ones who which one of those the ones that the ones in his room or the other one the other ones. in her room. I mean, yeah, the ones who uh, that she gets groped by. Yeah, felt up. <laughs> yep. The granny feels her up and points out her uh, yeah. her growth development. So very uh, yeah, they're very odd. I've met these people too, you know. So it's like, yeah. oh, you feel for pain. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. Great, great. We also meet probably one of the more iconic characters, I would say, mm-hmm. in all of John Hughes' movies. Yes. Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is something I did remember from watching it from the first time. Obviously, let's just get out. Obviously, we've evolved past this sort of, <laughs> get it? The joke is, he's Asian. Yeah. You know, we've evolved yeah. past this, and it's kind of <laughs> groan-inducing sometimes. But uh, the yeah. funny thing is... I remember hearing this being, oh, Long Duck Dong. Are they kidding me? The most stere- racist name. There's no way that name. <laughs> Later on, I found out that there is someone in my local area who sees patient <laughs> called Dr. Long Duck Dong. I couldn't really? believe it. This is apparently I didn't know that either. a name that is not so uncommon huh. in Asian culture. I definitely so, did not know that. While, yes, they were making fun of his name and making fun of it for sure. It's real. It's real. And so... But yeah, I mean, he's got a. There's a couple funny things here and there, but most of all, I'm just trying to pretend this character doesn't exist. <laughs> so his actual name is Long Duck Dong. Like his first name's Long. The the guy you're talking about. I, I think. Or his last name is Long Duck Dong. His oh, first name's John or whatever. I'm pretty sure his first name was Long. I, I'm not sure. So it's, literally the same name. It's that's, the same name. That's crazy. It's, it's it is insane. Huh. I couldn't believe it. I guess we just didn't know. I guess not. <laughs> but it's a real name. Huh. The more you know. <laughs> Why um, is he here? I'm tr- I I still never got to be. She asks about they it. They just say he's an exchange student. They don't really explain why staying at the grandparents' house. Okay. Or staying with the grandparents, I guess. They're with, they came she he came with the grandparents. I will say my parents um have actually done something similar. Um, okay. my they had an Asian exchange student stay at their house for a little while. And my mom also was, like, doing, like, a group Bible study with, like, a group of Asian girls who were exchange students. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they would come over to the house, like, once or twice a week and just kind of, you know, talk about what was going on. And my mom was just kind of making them more comfortable. Okay. So this is something that, you know, I've at least seen happen. Yeah, it's a thing. They don't explain it, though. You're right. Yeah, it's a thing that happens, and I was just wondering what the conduit for him being there and being in this situation is, but... I think they just try to find American families to, like, help when these students come over to study Mm -hmm. in American school. I think they do, like, a year, like, I know friends of mine have done, like, a year in Italy or, you know, a year in China just to, like, get a year of experience in a different culture. To help more, hopefully, than this family does. Because, <laughs> goodness gracious, they're just like, oh, yeah. Samantha's going to a party or whatever. There's like a dance. <laughs> this is a homecoming dance, right? Or something like that. I don't know if they even say. I think I feel like she just says, like, dance. I, I There's a know. dance at the school. <laughs> it seems very, like, manufactured. There's not, like, a big buildup. There's not, like, you know, what, like, shoot, um, Back to the Future. There's like the big, you know, under the sea dance or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. this, all this build up like before the actual dance. And like I mean, this one's just, pink. it's like, oh yeah, there's a dance. Yeah, yeah. There's like no build up. 
It's not like, oh, the prom's coming. Oh, the homecoming's coming. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're doing this. Oh, okay. All right, let's go. <laughs> just an excuse to like start the like social interaction, I guess. Exactly. Is what it feels like. I think so. Yeah, so they have the great shot where it's just panning down the geeks lined up at the dance. Mm-hmm. I like it. Of course, Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall, of course, is the last one. And he's doing what he's going to be doing this whole movie, <laughs> trying yeah. to get with Sam. Absolutely, and and like it seems like she she finds him repulsive. Uh, I, I I assume I think it's mainly like a social status thing. Like he knows, like she yeah. identifies him as one young, and so like pecking order, he's definitely lower because he's a freshman, and also he's hanging out with the nerds. He's a geek, and so I think a lot of girls too want a bigger, taller guy too, and he's like a real small guy. Yeah, he seems much so younger. Discounts him. Yeah, not like Jake. Jake seems like he's. 30 something oh my gosh yeah when he's they... driving a porsche <laughs> yeah <laughs> Goodness it's gracious. a big plus i'd want to hang out with him <laughs> yeah yeah he seems like a perfectly cool dude i think maybe i don't know <laughs> but yeah uh, she he asks this sam sam gets really upset here and is it because uh ted embarrasses her by dancing with her or something like that or what happens yeah yeah, I would say that's the best explanation of that. Because he dances with her, and she's obviously not into it. I get that. And then she walks away, and I'm like, okay, what's she doing? And she's in the hall crying. And I was like, what happened? I feel like she feels like Jake's looking at her, too. So it's like, oh, Lord, this kid like came up and is like doing this ridiculous dance next to me. Yeah, if, if the scene like ended with like him trying to dance with her and be like, stop, get off, get off. And she ends up like going to like punch or something like that, and Jake sees it. I'd see her doing this, but I was just like, kind of, huh? What's going on? I, know. I think she's just overall just stressed out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's her birthday. Nobody knows about it. Nobody said anything. She's had to remind, like, literally everyone. Like, her, her friend didn't even say anything, right? No. So at this point, I feel like yeah, the no. anxiety has, like, like, must just have built up. Yeah. She lost the questionnaire. <laughs> You know, which I'm sure is stressing her out. She's having a bad day. And she's getting pestered by Ted Geek, whatever, the whole time. Ted the Geek, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I, I like um, uh, Ted and Samantha. I think they have good chemistry. But before he they get to that scene, I actually kind of like Jake and Ted's chemistry even better. I think they're kind of funny together just because yeah. they're so opposite. Like Jake's nonchalant around him. He's not like, Oh, what's up geek or anything like that. But like Ted's obviously nervous and just like, yeah. I love it. Hey, what's up, man? Jake, my buddy. Hey, hey pal. He's like, Hey, loosen up. And he does the whole thing. He's like, oh. he like shakes it off. Like literally trying yeah. to loosen up. It, yeah. He's funny. I, yeah. He's great. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, what Jake's expressing interest clearly to, to Ted about Sam. What do you know about her? It's so strange. Well, doesn't doesn't that happen after he talks to Sam? No, it's before because he finds out like, oh, you're into Jake. Oh, I know him. He was asking for you. He was oh, asking that's about right. you. Yeah, you're right. But it's just it's so, so it's, it's it's a funny interaction. But yeah, and it also establishes that yeah, Jake is asking about her, and he's clearly just looking for. Her. I don't know. He just seems to have his girlfriend that he's just not into, who also looks much older than everyone else. Yeah. She seems like a nightmare, too. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get to that. Holy crap. Just super conceited. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That very, Self-absorbed. Very, uh, yeah. Doomed to fail, I guess we could say. But, yeah. And this is where we get the scene where uh, Ted has the conversation with uh, 
hanging Sam. out in the car. Yeah, after, of course, uh, Ted makes the bet that he's going to sleep with her and get proof. So, pretty douchey, but yeah. 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 We want to see <laughs> underwear. <laughs> Girls' underwear. Underpants. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> underpants, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> Was well, he just going to go rip off his own and bring him back? Absolutely. That's absolutely <laughs> what he was going to do or something so like that. Yeah. Very dumb. But yeah. Dang, they got me. That was obviously <laughs> his uh, plot. So, yeah, I, I think there's like just a whole dynamic change basically in this conversation. Yeah. Like he kind of just realizes like he needs to like stop being like this. And like she can really be a friend. Like she doesn't like him. She's not, he's not going to get anywhere in that department, but she's a pretty cool girl. Yeah. Like they can be friends in the future. They have mutual respect, which is in, well, the interesting thing about this. You wouldn't think that after when, when, when reflecting upon the movie or definitely looking at the cover, this is the last uh, time they have interaction as characters. Yeah. From now on, they will part ways and they never go on different again. paths. Yeah. Which uh, it sounds like something that's like, that's, ridiculous why would you do that? but it actually kind of works you never lose track of either character because these are like i think this film focuses on those two more than anyone else even more than like jake i would say uh, but yeah. you, you feel they're how they're interwoven into the story even without them being on screen together i think this is all you need to be honest yeah anything else might kind of muddy it up a little bit but no it's a it's a pretty interesting and uh, pretty good conversation it's 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 That's what I'm uh, saying I feel like it's a whole dynamic change for Ted at this point he's like he's just on a different path with a different goal from now on it's like I still want to be cool but like Sam's a, a person like I can be friends with but yeah I'm not gonna like keep messing with her and sniffing her hair mm-hmm. <laughs> being God. ridiculous or just trying to jump on her when he's like oh, oh my gosh I'm sorry he's kind of <laughs> oh it's okay Ding! Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean do it again. Yeah. Pretty funny. I will say that. But he does ask for her underwear so he doesn't lose his credentials yeah. with his buddies. So they're charging a dollar to get into the bathroom to look at them. Yeah. Okay. It's the it's 80s. weird. I mean, the internet is not a thing yet. These boys are desperate. A simpler time. Simpler times, I guess. <laughs> Meanwhile, Long Duck Dong is just being ridiculous. Yep. He's found himself a girlfriend. They're dancing like head to chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like just together. And I guess they don't start drinking till the party, but I don't know. It just feels like they're immediately getting drunk. <laughs> he just, is a party animal. He is on a path himself. <laughs> That's his character at this point. He's a, he's a funny Chinese. Uh, yeah party animal and yeah that's it's pretty he's the dude in hangover basically yeah sort of but <laughs> yeah that's what we get with that i don't know was she the girl he's with seems like some sort of a uh athlete of some sort yeah. and so it's kind of funny she's he's pretty short big. and yeah. she's tall ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but yeah so i think the the this it transitions at this point the dance is over we're done with the dance pretty much it's Jake's house from now on. Yeah, I've uh, exp- it's at this point in the movie, I, uh, I realize it's one of those movies where most of it's going to take place over the course of one night. I've expressed my uh, my opinion on those kind of movies. I actually dig that kind of thing where it like all takes place in it's one, one night. It's one and a half days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, movie, like can't hardly wait and stuff like that. Movies that like these teen movies that take place over the course of one night. I think they're pretty fun. But yeah, it's 
a day and a half, I guess. You yeah, I say. guess a little bit more. The very end's like the night, so I guess two full days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it ends like right as evening setting. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the majority much. of the movie, about two thirds, are going yeah. to take place over. It the all happens in like one time period, though. It's like there's no like cutting to like another week or something. Yeah. So they go to Jake's house for this party, right? Because I was wondering that throughout. So it's Jake's Carolyn's place. like basically just invited a ridiculous amount of people over to Jake's house. It seems like everyone's invited because even like uh, Ted's crew stopped by. Invited though? <laughs> yeah. I feel I, like I, they just go. Yeah, they weren't kicked Long out. Because Duck Dong answers the door. Which he wasn't invited. So <laughs> Definitely I mean, not. No one knows who he is. Yeah, and, and it's always weird, this whole, like, I don't if this was ever a thing or if this is still a thing where you get invited to someone's house and the first objective is to destroy it <laughs> as much as you can. It's immediately teepeed. I feel like it just happens when the numbers start to blossom. I guess so, and the more alcohol consumed by the more people yeah. that come. and the more people it's just like you feel like you get lost in it so like what you do doesn't have any consequence sure i'll put up it's mob mentality for yeah, sure mob mentality it really is the goal <laughs> is to destroy jake's house but yeah yep thank you carolyn thank you carolyn so what is going on here so he's pining over samantha this entire time yeah well uh Carolyn doesn't make gets... any sense that he didn't try to talk to her before now. Yeah, because they run into each other and they just have an awkward moment where they just look at each other and leave. Yeah, like right at the end of the dance, too. It's very strange. They're just like looking at each other and then she runs away and then Jake just leaves instead of like chasing her. Exactly. I don't get why he hasn't just left Carolyn. Like, look, I don't want to like deal with your crap anymore. <laughs> She's drunk as can be and he just goes up. To her, to his room, and just or to yeah, to go up to, to his room and just tries to call Carolyn over and over, and just gets the grandparents. Pretty funny stuff. Samantha, yeah. Samantha, my bad, but yeah, sir. I'd like to. Uh, Meanwhile, Carolyn got her hair stuck in the door. <laughs> yeah, I noticed one of her friends is uh is stars in one of my favorite movies, Lost Boys. Huh. We got Star from the Lost Boys. That, was that the one snipping the hair? Yeah. Okay. No, the one with the one snipping the hair it was the brunette there. <laughs> so I, I. I was like, wait a minute, that girl. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's from uh, Lost Boys and uh, Twister. Ooh. Yeah. Two good ones. <laughs> well, one good, one and a half good ones at least. <laughs> I enjoy both those movies. Oh, me too. But as far as the, the word good is concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have the ridiculous thing with the grandma answering and telling him off. Tell him foul-mouthed boy. <laughs> like, what? What? You haven't even talked to him. I think Jake's a perfectly reasonable guy. There's nothing, there's no red alarms here. Like with the, bringing this freaking movie up again, with a guy in a pretty and pink, I have a lot of questions on whether or not this guy's uh, decent enough for our Molly Ringwald. <laughs> here, I'm like, eh, he's fine. You know, he's nothing here. That he I'm just like, seems like a player. But other than that, he seems like a pretty, pretty good gentleman. Yeah, there's nothing really wrong with him that's sticking out, or so it seems. But he's he, very yeah. reasonable to Ted, I mean. Yeah, he, he's never he doesn't like, mistreat Ted, Ted, and he easily could. Exactly. He's in his house after discovering, because he comes down and everybody's gone, except maybe Carolyn. And like everyone's gone, and he's surveying the destruction of his yeah. parents' home. He is way too chill about way this. Way too calm. He's like, what a disaster. He's what the opposite of Tom Cruise in, what's that movie? What's the what, freak? Risky the, Business? Yeah, Risky Business. Yeah, you the end of that out. movie. <laughs> 
You'd, you'd never come back. You would leave and never come back if you've done this. Just burn that house down. Burn it's the evidence. It's destroyed. The, the, <laughs> a, the athletic girl that uh, Long Duck Dong is with drops weights that goes all the way into the wine cellar oh from God. the second and story. breaks a bunch of bottles. Oh, my gosh. It's a disaster. It'll take months for them to sort this mess out. <laughs> my God. They mean they're rich. So, but... But still, oh my gosh, I don't care how rich you are. You have jacked this place up. Yeah, I don't even know what to say, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. But yeah, he as you, as you, what, what's going on with Samantha here? We haven't checked in on our girl in a while. This, this is kind of around the time um, I feel like the dad is apologizing to Sam. Yes. She's trying to fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> She's been bound. bound what, what does the brother say? bound to sofaville or something <laughs> something like that okay that kid's got some ridiculous lines yeah he does that's <laughs> all his character is so <laughs> he's disgusting too yeah he's weird and the dad and uh, sam kind of have a i don't know if the mom i think the mom's conversation is after this but yeah she has two meaningful conversations with her parents basically and mm-hmm. there's there's some character building here like kind of humanizing the parents showing that they they're not really careless they just have forgotten and they, they deeply care about sam but it's just been a crazy freaking day <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice i think it's a nice scene it's played well between the two of them he's legitimately sorry you immediately identify him as a nice dad she empath he empathizes with her situation with the boy and all that stuff and it, it's nice yeah i will say i feel like they established that the sister is just not a great person <laughs> self-absorved She's marrying somebody in the mafia. Which is yeah, what, we get the Godfather. We, we never theme. really talked about all that happening, but no, it's it's so strange. I wasn't even really able to kind of <laughs> gather what was going on. Yeah, the way he describes his job, he basically is a mafioso. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very strange. Yeah, he seems awful. No one's very excited about this. Not even like it doesn't even seem like her sister is. She said yeah. something along the lines of, "I've had a lot of guys love me, but not for, for the, six full months. Not for six full months." And so I guess I gotta <laughs> marry him. It's it's very yeah, pretty desperate. Very desperate. Very strange. But yeah, and she very much does not care what her sister's going through at all. No, she she acts like she's asking, and then it's like, yeah, I don't really care. It's like once she's self-absorbed and she comes across as like kind of a kind of a ditz, and so that's yeah. How old do you think she is at this point? It's impossible to tell, Luke, because she it looks feels like she's pretty old. She looks like she's in her like late thirties, yeah. but I don't know what they're trying to say. <laughs> I don't know because so does the guy. The guy she's with looks maybe yeah, even older than a her. A lot older. And, and so yeah, it, it's very strange. I, I think they're trying to say she's in like her early 20s or something but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come across in the way she uh, the people they got for yeah. this role it's, it's miscasted and we kind of jump back now to ted talking to jake and then eventually driving yeah. carolyn home they got, in the rolls royce they trapped him in the table or something at jake's house yeah. and he discovers them yeah. there inside a glass table which <laughs> yeah just scream <laughs> I haven't seen a I feel like he like would have suffocated in there. Jeez Louise. <laughs> but this is, again, this is funny stuff. I like that they cut to him and Jake talking. And Ted's just making them like a martini out of nowhere. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's great. A, it's just a funny touch. And he's just like, 
really Sam can thank Ted for everything. I mean, really, Ted's been the reason that Jake and Sam have gotten together. Yeah, At yeah. the end of this movie, it's like Ted has, like, told Jake, and then Ted's told Sam, like, mm-hmm. and then Ted's told Jake again, like, look, man, like, she's looking for you. Like, what are you doing? He's making it happen. He's like, sure. you better be serious. You better not be lying. I'll kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm trying to think of the the reasoning for why Jake does what he does here. So he's like... Take Carolyn home. Get her, just get her home safe. That's all I really care about. You can take my father's Rolls Royce. Yeah, this is just silly. What on earth? Because like, why can't he just drive her home? It doesn't really make sense. Wow, this man yeah. gives zero f's. Like seriously, <laughs> he's like, just, just take it. Crash if you if you, if you need to crash, crash. I don't. He's care. the opposite of Ferris Bueller's friend. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I know he doesn't care. At all. Take my girlfriend home. He doesn't he has no idea what he's going to yeah. do. He doesn't know this guy. <laughs> he, it's like the, the idea is like Carolyn's so drunk that she thinks she, she won't know the difference between him I'm and him. Jake. He's me. He's me. <laughs> Pretty funny, though. Yeah. Oh, this is quite funny. I am laughing. I will say that. She's like all over him on the ride home and messing with stuff. And Yeah, I've got a lot of questions. For it. It's like he's he's all of a sudden turned into the to the adult in this situation. Uh, well, he just doesn't want to freaking run into anything. I know. He's like, please stop. Carolyn, Carolyn, I'm going to need you to stop that. And people are calling his father at God knows what time of night. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I guess China's calling. I guess so. For a business deal. Yeah, he has. He stops by his friend's place to get them to take a picture of the situation because, yeah, <laughs> they take this ridiculous picture. Yeah, wouldn't black and white just capture the moment? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't work out for him. But anyway, no, it's just a detour, really. Yep, a detour straight to Long Duck Dong in the front yard. <laughs> There's your Chinaman. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. I guess the grandfather's like looking for him, calling the police, trying to find out where he is. Yeah, they I think guess he's so. dead. I don't know what they're gonna do. Are they bring him to the wedding? It's like the next it's the next morning. They're getting ready for the wedding and yeah, he's dead do you think he's dead on the lawn? Yeah, he's three sheets to the wind. He's drunk as a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very much just the comedic relief. <laughs> yeah, he's not a character. No. But yeah, she, he gets kicked by the grandma because he's like he apparently just takes took their car. He was like, yeah, take our car. People are really Straight easy to into give a lake. up. <laughs> Why you lewd young man? People are really quick to give up their cars in this movie. He's like, I don't know you. Here, take the car. Here, especially Rolls Royce. Oh yeah, I I'll be very upset if I didn't bring this up in the podcast. We get a fourth wall break anytime there's a yep, fourth wall that's break. Right. Yep. Jake, uh, Ted looks at the camera during this uh, ride oh, with yeah. uh, Caroline. Then he this says, is getting well, good. This is getting good. <laughs> I love it. We'll find out how good it gets. But anyways, <laughs> on to the wedding. Yeah. Basically, the whole dynamic of the wedding is just that the sister is taking all these painkillers and Earth. she's high as crap. It's because her period, right? And so she's taking all these painkillers and so yeah. she's useless throughout the rest of I've the I've never movie. taken this many painkillers. I don't. I, I guess this is what it does. I guess if you take like super powerful ones, she's worse than Carolyn at this point, you know, she's like super gone. 
And we get, uh, yeah, the the uh, psychic from Poltergeist is in here. You know, the little short lady with the weird high southern voice. She is so tiny. She's there playing the organ. She is such a small lady. I know. She's yeah. She's very interesting. She walks up to Sam. It's like, my gosh. It's like half her height. Yeah. Molly Ringwald's not a tall girl. Yeah, she's very small. <laughs> little cute little southern lady. Oh, well, I, I just play the organ or whatever. <laughs> so what happens here? There's th- This is wrapping up really quickly. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. You're right. It's like been building up to all this, and then it's just like, oh, here's, Boom. here's Jake. We all did it. Like Jake. Well, is, I guess Long Duck Dong and Jake like have this silly interaction. Yeah, she's getting married or whatever. Classic. Married. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are That's you what they deaf? do? <laughs> yeah. It, it. Yeah. And so he's, I guess, gonna go to the wedding. But it seems like Ted and Caroline are there too. They guess pass out. And what happened here? And so like, <laughs> I I figured they just fell asleep. I feel something. like there's something cut here too. Definitely. It must have been a different movie, but there was a movie where I feel like I saw where like the geek like acts like he's asleep and then like wakes up when the other girl wakes when the other when the girl there there must have been another movie. It was a weird science. I don't know. Maybe we talked about it on this podcast. Maybe it was. You know what I'm saying though? <laughs> yeah. Like this same kind of thing happened then he acted like he was passed out and then he woke up like, "Oh, oh what happened to us?" Because mm-hmm. it really feels like that scene got cut out of this part. It, it does Where feel he like weird. falls asleep real quick and like, oh, I'm out, I'm out. Oh, whoa, what happened? Because at first, like, okay, so it, he's he asked, like, did what happened to what I think I had, what happened happened? Like, he's basically asking, oh, do we have sex? And yeah. like, I'm like, I what? Think so, is that mm-hmm. that a question? Like, I can't believe it. Like, because he's not drunk. Yeah, it's it's weird her answers. Like, it doesn't really make sense. No, not at all. She's like. He's like, did I did I enjoy it? And what I mean to say is, did you enjoy it? And he's like, I think I feel like I did. And I was like, what? Yeah, she would not answer any of these <laughs> the way she answers them. What happened? Exactly. It's so strange. She's so calm. And she's like, oh, what happened to your hair? He's like, your guess is as good as mine. He's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's very, I guess they're together now. They break, him and her and it's Jake just break like, up. This is what you want to happen. So this is what we're going to let happen. Yes. That's exactly right, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jake shows up to Samantha's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Which obviously is not, but yeah, it's kind of like this this feeling where like Samantha, I feel like is kind of reached like her lowest point here, mm-hmm. where she went to get the veil, she comes back, everyone's like, gone. everyone's gone, and it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you forgot my wedding. I didn't even get to say goodbye to my sister. Like, she's got to be feeling terrible, and then she sees Jake. Yeah. I feel like that's the whole dynamic they're setting up here. It's good. It's a good dynamic. Yeah, she is She is bewildered here in this scene, to say the least. It's like she's doing this thing. She doesn't really know how to react. She barely even looks at him, really. She's like, oh, uh, I, I have to go to a reception. And she's like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I don't have Which to. Which doesn't go. make just... any sense. You're not going to your sister's reception? Like, what? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Crush is here. It's your sister's wedding. Nope. Crush is here. To be honest, I wouldn't want to go to this reception either. <laughs> She's going to make a fool of herself at this thing. Can you imagine yeah. how the speeches are going to go? Yeah. They should just be like, let's do the reception tomorrow after she sobered up. Yeah. We'll maybe do a <laughs> post wedding reception. We're going to do the honeymoon. Let her sober up. 
Yeah. It's not going to be Leave great. Leave her in a padded room for a little while. Yeah, and we'll come back. <laughs> so I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They, they, he, she gets the approval from the father. They go back home. He just gives a thumbs up, like he's got a Porsche. Nice. They sit on top of the table, blow out her sixteen candles, and they blow out the sixteen candles on a cake that's there. Yep. Yeah. What did you wish for? It's already come true. Yep. But yeah, it, and so I, I think feel- it's a really good way to end it. Yeah, it, it's it's ve- it's very fitting into what this movie is, and I think I, I was thinking about this. I don't think there's a lot of movies like this now. It's almost like a, a genre of its own, which I would kind of dub an '80s fairy tale, hmm. and so it, it has kind of the same logic as that. as an '80s as a fairy tale. You know, yeah. it's like, why did that happen? Why did that work? It doesn't matter. It's what you want. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like an intellectual need. It feels. It feels an, an emotional need, and I feel like this movie accomplishes that pretty well. Yeah. You know, to where it's like, okay, it gets you where you want to go. Exactly what you said about yeah. Ted and Caroline. It's like the slipper and Cinderella almost. It's That's like, exactly right. It's like this. This works for our ending. Why would this happen? <laughs> yeah. Because you want it to happen. Because <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Yeah. It's wish fulfillment. It, that's exactly what it is. And. Yeah. Because we do what we want. <laughs> yeah, and it's self-aware, I think, in that sense. It's not trying to be like, to have this like logic interwoven. Yeah. It's it's a high school fairy tale. And and I think it plays that part quite well. I think it's uh, entertaining and funny. And just and I think it, what it does and what it goes out to do, it works. For sure. Yeah. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun here. No, <laughs> the, no you're the, not. With I my mean, opinion of the thing. No, you're, you're exactly right. And I, I think you covered most of it i mean i think my biggest thing that i think i love about this movie is just how well i feel like it flows from scene to scene it's just Mm. it's like you develop characters i think in a pretty good rate um you don't really dive deep into any of these characters which i always like a little more character development in my movies i just i find it awesome when we like develop like a real sense of like why this person like wants this thing or why this person is being hurt by the, you know, whatever the dynamic of the movie is. Yeah. And I don't feel like we get that here, but that's fine. It's not, it's not that kind of movie, you know, it's not scripted that way. So, so it's fine, but we get enough character development of Molly Ringwald and Ted and not really Jake, but (laughs) I, I I would, I would have liked one thing I noticed with my notes are a lot shorter than a lot of these other John Hughes movies where, you know, there was just like, what is it? Uncle Buck. Like my notes were like three pages. It's like, yeah. they're just scene after scene, like developing different dynamics in each scene. And this movie, there's a lot fewer scenes. I'd say like half as many scenes. It just, mm-hmm. it doesn't cut as, as often. And it might even be a little bit shorter of a movie, but um, we don't get a lot of development with Jake, which I would have liked, but Molly Ringwald and Ted, I think were a great dynamic. Like you said, really the movie focuses on their dynamic. It's like, these are two like people on two different paths that have like two different high school experiences. And you really kind of get like a bird's eye view from their point of view. And I think that's one of the things the movie does very well. It just shows you the the high school dynamic of the eighties and what these kids go through. And like I said, it flows really well. So I'll second what you said that Um, not only when it comes to Jake and his character, what I could have used more is, it wouldn't honestly take much because, as I said, in a fairy tale, uh, in Cinderella, we get interaction between the prince and Cinderella at the ball. 
before they end up together. There's some interaction, there's a connection. Yeah. Even Snow White, the, one of the more basic ones, we get interaction at the well and before the end. And at the he, dance. Yeah. You're saying. But and before, Yeah, so it yeah. would have been nice if we got one bit of conversation that would be like, why Jake's like, this is why I want to be with her. Because really, all we have is he picks up a note and it says, And I she doesn't touch even it. go to the party. <laughs> no. So she could have been at the party. She could have interacted with him at the dance. But. Yeah. It helps that Jake does explicitly say to Ted that, look, I can have any girl I want. It's not about like that yeah. necessarily. There's just something about her. I'm looking for the long term thing and I'm looking for something real. So it makes the audience feel safe that Jake isn't there just to kind of he's not hook skis, up. He's yeah. not skis to be like, yeah. oh, I'm attracted to her. I'm going to hook up with her and leave for another Caroline. Yeah. But yeah. So I those, that being said, I could have used one interaction and only take a few lines. But really, we they barely, they don't really talk to yeah. each other. <laughs> they don't morning. really know each other at all. No, they don't really have any dialogue other than, hey, you want to get out they of here? They just like how each other looks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like it, the look of you. Yeah. <laughs> I fancy you, but no, it's the it's the fairy tale thing. Where if for a fairy tale sense, we've get, we've been given all we've needed with the there's something about her because that's what he the says. Slipper fits, yeah. The slipper fits. <laughs> there's something about her. There's something magical that is bringing us together, and so that that's fine because that's the type of movie that it is, and I think it and plays it, into it. Like you said, it was supposed to be filmed like with a day and a half, two days, whatever. So it does make for like a little less opportunity to develop like as many of those scenes. So yes. In that way, it limits itself. But yeah. mm -hmm. for sure. Cool. Really, really good movie overall, though. Yeah, I agree. Oh, we have a theme song. I forgot about forgot to mention the theme song. For some reason, like I remembered the theme song more than anything else in the movie. I was like, there's a there's a theme song, and I know it says the name, 16 Candles. For some reason, huh. like... I had forgotten that. Yeah, it's right at the end of the movie. For some reason, I thought it was at the beginning, because I just, like, heard the theme, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it has a theme song. You gotta love it when a movie has a proper theme song. It's not played throughout, like, a movie, like, Once Bitten, or something like oh, that. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, for a Jim Carrey retrospective. It'll be one of the first. <laughs> <laughs> our next movie has a theme song that it kind of took on as its theme yeah <laughs> and it's going to be breakfast club so breakfast club is our big finale it'll finish out october and then we'll like i said we'll take our break and go into christmas but this will kind of officially finish out our podcast yeah um like i said before we come back but yeah that's a big one this is I, I would say this is the biggest movie that John Hughes made. Absolutely. I, and I'm looking forward to it. And I, I haven't seen, I have seen it, but it's, uh, I think I've seen it actually a couple times, but unlike this one, it's been a very long time since yeah. the last time I viewed it. So I'm looking at it through not the eyes of an adolescent, which was the last time I've seen it. So I, th I want to say it's been five or six years. I do remember watching it a little more recently than that, but it's been a little while. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I expect, or suspect, I should say, that it's going to be one of the better ones, if not the best. And so I'm very much looking forward yeah. to this. Looking for characters, here we come. There's a lot more dramatic acting in 16 Candles. From acting. The, for, be, between the two movies, yeah. between Breakfast Club. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, and appreciate you stopping by. Have a good week. See you.